0: Off top, I don't know if you know this, but the New Deal excluded agricultural workers, domestic service workers, and independent contractors. Also excluded from the Wagner Act and the Fair Labor Standards Act. Obviously, the New Deal took place not long after slavery, so disproportionately impacted Black people. Black History Month, so much fun. Play the music. This is the Dominique Foxworth Show. What up, Charlie, and special guests, Wozni Lambry. So I don't tell anybody, but I kind of hate Black history, but love Black history.
1: I love that. I love <laughs> you, that.
0: You can laugh, Wozni. You, Charlie, <laughs> you, you just stop your damn giggling. <laughs> no, uh, seriously, though, like, the thing about it is when I'm like, I don't know, is. Uh, It's like black history is either fucked up that was done to us or how we overcame fucked up. Yeah. Which I guess is everybody's history, but it's it just it's I had a conversation with um my daughter, my oldest, last yesterday, because she wanted to do they have some project at her school that's like family history project. And then they asking me all these questions that black people can't answer like, yeah, you go to a rich private school, but we can't answer these questions the way they want. Like, where's your family's ethnicity, heritage, black, Baltimore, America? Like, no, I can't. I can do a DNA test and tell you, like, most of my DNA comes from Angola, but I ain't Angolan. I don't know (laughs) Angolan. I never met one. So anyway, it's a bit of a a sidetrack, not where I expected (laughs) to start it, but... Um on since we're on the topic of black disenfranchisement we can talk about the all-star game in Utah because mm. all-star weekend is uh traditionally a very black weekend it's like uh yeah it was in Atlanta 2 years ago and then they was like nah it's, it's too it's too much let's go let's go <laughs> to Cleveland and let's go to Utah so um Wozni, you were at the all-star mm-hmm. weekend what is your takeaway as uh, a black New Yorker? I don't give a shit where you were, you, where you live now. You live in L.A. now, <laughs> yeah, but no, you're in yeah, yeah, New york sure. i
1: sure. You know, I spent 30 years, first 30 years of my life in New York. So, you know, I, I'm definitely a New Yorker. I think, you know, I can say I got on a plane at LAX, a Delta flight, Kid you not, probably about four other Negroes on that flight, like (laughs) going to Salt Lake (laughs) or going to Salt Lit. And I was like, okay, well, this is kind of what you expect. And but you know, you got there, and it's the all star weekend, and it does have a cultural resonance with black people, right? Like people make a pilgrimage to wherever all star weekend is to be a part of the festivities every single year, I think. From what I understand, talking to people who, um, and this is anecdotally, of course, but talking to people who do the All-Star Trek fairly regularly, they were just like, yeah, a lot of people didn't come because there was a sort of, I don't want to say they were scared, but it's just a a wariness uh, around going to Utah for obvious reasons, right? But once you got there... It was a great whole city. Like oh, everything really? was centrally located downtown. So it was streamlined. You can get to different events um, however you wanted to. Uh, people were generally really courteous and nice and just they felt really like like bartenders and waiters and, you know, greeters and all of these people. They felt genuinely like. Wow, isn't this something? Look at all these people in our city. Like, it was a sort of all shucksness to it, which I thought was pretty nice, too. Charlie,
0: of the All-Star weekend, have you
2: ever
1: been to an All-Star
0: game, Charlie?
2: Never been to an All-Star game, never been to a Super Bowl. All
0: right, we got to change that with the massive Dominique Foxworth show budget. That's right. Uh, We will get you to something. Um, So of the weekend's festivities, Charlie, what of them did you appreciate? We talked a little bit about um, the union related topics last week. Also, we got to get to Wozni telling me while I'm wrong about Kyrie. We got a lot in this show, like uh, we got to move <laughs> quick, guys, because Wozni made me apologize. On, no, on I didn't.
1: think you apologize because I was
0: I was wrong about something. But no, we, no, 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 we, we, no. No, no. We, no hold I on, said, hold on, okay, hold on. That, 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 that'll just hang there for a tease. Post the show. Uh, yes, <laughs> there we go. Stick around and hear while while Wozni bullied me over text <laughs> or how he bullied me over text. But Charlie, I guess I wanted to get into the weekend's festivities. Because I got to be honest, I was home, obviously, but I didn't really get into none of it. Did did it strike you, Charlie? Also, there was,
2: let's be honest, the game was an abomination. The game itself was the worst all-star game it's been, maybe ever, I've, since I've been watching. But the, the positives were dunk contest was good. It was, you know, uh, a tier below Zach Levine, tier below the Vince Carter. one. still very good dunk contest, but this, the best part was the celebrity game, DK Metcalf absolutely dominating normal people in a celebrity game was the first time that's been interesting. Uh, so that was the winner for me.
0: I'm, am I the only one who watched DK Metcalf and got an appreciation for how athletic NBA guys are? Oh, definitely.
2: <laughs> he was bare, barely getting above the rim. Yeah. I was
0: watching DK and I was like, he's a huge monster football yeah. player athlete. And he's like, his dunks are like, mm, we. Don't, I mean, he don't train for that type of jumping, but also I was expecting, like I've played with plenty of guys, who got like, I had a 42 inch vertical. So, mm. like, it's a, it's a stunt on had, him. I could jump. Well, I, I couldn't dunk like DK, but I could jump. And I had, a, I remember there was a, a like a six foot receiver in college that would do 360s regularly. It's like, I've seen some pretty impressive athletes, but watching DK play basketball, I was like, oh, yeah, he's a great athlete. But damn, them NBA, <laughs> NBA guys are a different animal altogether.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. And and I have a confession to make for you guys. I, I didn't watch a second of the Celebrity Game. I'm I'm not. I didn't go. I didn't go to the arena. I didn't watch it on TV. I'm not gonna watch a bunch of guys hoop that I'm better than. I'm I'm washed, by the way. I'm cooked, and I'm better than nine out of ten of the people participating I don't know what in now
2: that Monet game. Would have gave you the business. <laughs> <laughs> See, though, that's my favorite part. Is I usually go into that game being like how many would i score in this situation
1: got gotcha. you <laughs> which
2: is great and some some years it's a lot
0: i got uh, my my brother-in-law called me yesterday to invite me to play basketball with him and some of his friends he's in his late 20s now and mm. every time someone invites me to do something athletic i want to cuz i'm an athlete but you know what maturity is maturity is saying nah we getting close to spring break. Can't afford an Achilles tail with my Bruh. own. Yeah. I'm done. I'm retired from competitive sports, and it's just, it's going to be fun. It's going to be what it is,
1: man. It was probably around 10 years ago With one of my best friends, he was, like, heavy in the L.A. fitness hoop community um, back in New York, and he <laughs> broke his foot. He broke his foot. That happened to me. That happened to me. Hooping at LA Fitness for Uh, nothing. That's that's the
0: bad
2: part, man.
1: Just just get on the elliptical.
2: The shame you feel when you go into your office on crutches with a boot and they're Uh, like, what happened? And you're like, it was a real hard game at LA Fitness. (laughs) I came up limp. I'm I'm out for eight weeks. Out Uh, for what?
1: uh, Out for what? Yeah, I have no interest in it. But yeah, like, honestly, Dominique, people hit me up about these runs. And I'm like, guys, like, I'm just gonna hit the elliptical. I have a, you know, I have a treadmill at my gym. I'm good. I don't need this cardio. I don't need nobody falling on me. Also, to be honest, I don't feel like being competitive. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna really want to win. I'm that's gonna be thing. pissed if I don't. Like, I, I just, that's
0: the thing because he tried to lure me in by saying, Yeah,
1: just take it light. It was like, I don't no, think I can. That's not the problem. That's like, once
0: once if we keep in score, it's gonna be hard. Like, I'm gonna try to jump, I'm, I'm gonna try to steal. I, I just can't, just like, I'm gonna give hard fouls. <laughs> I don't
1: believe in this layup nonsense. All right, now you're not going too be... far. You're going too far. I'm not hard fouling nobody. I'm a contest, but I'm not gonna hard foul them. Nah, you getting raked right across the forearm. That like maybe not every time, but a couple of times. You are going to try to take it to the rack and yeah yeah yeah, I know. Foul. I know. I know I did it. <laughs> so you give <laughs> it to me. At least at least you oh, don't yeah, make a yeah, call. Yeah, him. of course. Of course. I,
0: I also feel guilty. I never call fouls. But that's like I uh, it's like I mean, if you foul me, you're going to give it to me. If you didn't foul me, then we're going to keep playing. I'm not going to call fouls. But uh I wanted to I got to look on my Twitter cuz a a um a listener called me out and was right about how the the playing game impacted competitiveness but i gotta find his at but while i do that Wozni, you can go ahead and tell the people how you eviscerated me over text i'm just trying to mind my business and you pretty much told me i was stupid
1: well well no this that's exactly not what happened right so i'm I'm a faithful listener of the show
0: appreciate you that's the only reason why you're on too because i don't ask people because i hate people I hate, I hate asking for things. And everyone's like, why don't you have guests? Like, I, I'm not going to ask nobody. Why not he text me? So that's and I was like, hey,
1: you a guest? Boom. Yeah, yeah. Done. 100%. I'm a faithful listener of the show. And because I had listened to prior episodes and Dominique was like, look, I'm going to make it a point to try to be fair to Kyrie Irving specifically, because there is what could what some people could describe as a been a pylon." on Kyrie, right? Um, because of his antics in media, um, and sort of his antics on his own social media. I, I think you know, I and I understand that impulse. Like I really do get it. I used to be, I used to have this this group of players that I would call um the Wozni Cape All-Stars, where I would just put my cape on for people like Alex Rodriguez and Barry Bonds and of course LeBron. And I remember I remember when I retired the Cape. Um, was Dwight Howard, where I was just like, No, nah, Dwight's not that annoying, like, he's actually pretty in And I was like, No, I, I can't. This guy is at the absolutely most annoying athlete possibly of my entire life. But I say all of that to say, like, I, I understand where Dominique is coming from. Uh, God, this see, impulse- you did
0: now, I got podcast was no, this no, is not no, the was no, that I got on. No, tech. no, no,
1: no. no. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get to it. it. A, but a Ky- long build-up for for you With Ki- Kyrie, tribute. it's just it, there's just no leg to stand on. Like he never, ever, 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 ever communicates himself in a way that is legible to anyone. Nobody understands what he's saying except for the people around him who directly benefit from his life. Charlie's
0: so damn happy because Charlie was tra- Charlie was like gracefully trying to get me to acknowledge that like Kyrie ain't that bright. And, and, he's and, happy. To, and
1: to be honest, Charlie, and what Do- it was funny that Dominique is doing this That that why I was really disappointed in Dominique is (laughs) because he's doing the white thing where Kyrie doesn't talk with a black scent and so people think he's smart. There we go. We finally got to it. it.
0: That's all. That's all you needed to say off the top is that that's what cut me deep. That's what cut me deep when you texted me and you was like, just because he don't talk with a black scent, you think he's smart. And then (laughs) it was a mirror. I was like, oh, that is what's happening because he ain't never said nothing coherent in, in all his days. But he does. The the other thing is, like, I don't I find myself generally have a contrarian like spirit. And there's when people start piling on, like there's nothing to be gained to to continue to jump on a pile like my 180 pounds on top of the pile ain't going to help no more. And like maybe there is something to be learned from like approaching it in a different way, I think. And when people are defending someone, then. I feel like maybe there's something to be learned from approaching it a different way. And also I'm, I I throw my cape on for just about any athlete. You just got to play a sport and I'll be throwing my cape (laughs) on for you. That's it. Because like, I know what it's like. And so all that together put me in a position where I felt like I needed to try to give him something. And you're right. The thing that I came up with is largely based on that. And also the one thing I will say about Kyrie is he is pro black. I appreciate mm-hmm. that he is outspoken and pro-black in the things that he says. It's just like the 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 YouTube videos that he watches, some of them, I assume, because he points to like the history of Native Americans, like he's pro-Native American, like he points to history of disenfranchisement, like legitimate uh events that that um contributed to both of those issues. And then is the next step that I was like I, 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 I you, you lost me you lost me Kyrie.
1: So there's a couple of problems right um I think and this is not to get psychological this is just true if you ask or talk to anybody around our league right these dudes get identified very early on as people who are exceptional and are going to do big things in their their chosen path. Right. And so when that is the case, like Kyrie without even having to know him, he's been a prodigy for a long time, which means he's never really had to explain stuff to people, to express himself, to be highly articulate. He can just say things and people will go along with it specifically the people who are around him because they will benefit. By not challenging him to be more articulate in what he says. I'm not saying it's his fault. I'm just saying this is sort of the system we've created. Some people don't get identified early and they tend to be more normal. Your Jimmy Butlers, your Dame Lillards. Like these people are just more normal people because people weren't kissing their asses and telling them that, you know, the sun basically shines on them all day, every day since they were 12 years old. So there's, that part of it and i think the other part of it where i do will be on the side of dominique and all of this this stuff i think a lot of our media is white and in our country white people don't have to learn about our shit. so they don't really know anybody who converted to rastafarianism when they were 17. they don't know anybody who became a black israelite at the age of 19 after being raised catholic the whole time. They don't know people who found these like fringe ideas later on in their lives which is like black Israelite shit, I've known about it since I was eight years old. Like I literally knew people.
0: There's a joke amongst my friends since I was a kid and you black grew up in New York. You you know the fringe fringe are the friends. I grew up in Baltimore so I, I don't quite have as many experiences as you but yeah I, I, I remember the barbershop which is it's such a cliche, but that's normally where the fringe believers hang out <laughs> right around there. Dude, let you know what you should understand.
1: Dude, Bomani always talks about the books that um don't got no barcode on them. This is what we're talking about here. <laughs> yeah. These beliefs and it's not to dismiss them or belittle them. It's just for me how I receive uh, I'm an actual Israelite message. It's like this is so old hat and so easily dismissed. I don't yeah. realize that to a bunch of people, they're like, it's brand excuse new. <laughs> me? Yeah,
0: I think that, and I also feel like you brought up white media. And I think that also is, if I'm being, trying to be honest about the biases that I have, is like, I, when I, when that happens, when white media like piles up on someone, uh, a black person, I feel like, well, I'm here now, like I can't, I, 15 years ago, I would complain about how they don't understand that they don't treat them fairly. I'm here now. I should be the one that's doing that. And it's like, I was searching for something to say positive about Kyrie because it's hard to find something positive about Kyrie. And I fell into the trap of being, uh, just falling, just believing that. Cause, because, uh, he went to some schools that taught him how to speak that that means that he's bright. And also like in my defense, i like curiosity and like he does seem yeah. curious and that I, I respect people who are curious it's just he's not curious enough but anyway um i did want to shout out my man who corrected me on the internet uh at the real deal wda that's the guy he has his own podcast too that's the guy who pointed out that i was wrong about the play in tournament impacting but i'm right about everything else so that's all right I'll give you one win damien <laughs> rest of it i'm right about Charlie. Yeah,
1: and and it's to, a to, to, to be to, to, to sorry, Charlie, but like to just hop back on what uh Dominique says, I have similar biases about the media, and oftentimes for me, it's happening in reverse, right? It's like I watch media anoint Sam Presti, um, not even Sam Presti, Sam Hinky, a genius, because he figured out that when you lose, you have better lottery odds. <laughs> I'm immediately skeptical of him and everything associated with what he's doing because of the people who have decided to anoint him as some special figure in our game. Right. So I have those, (laughs) those (laughs) I have those biases too. It's just with Kyrie. Like I literally watch and listen to what he's saying. It's no different than anything that I've heard before, you know, and and here's the dirty secret. It's happening all the time. When, You know, when 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 I hear people talk about circulating the black dollar, and I'm just like, oh my god, is this what we're doing? Yeah. You know, and NBA players, like, if you really pay attention to a lot of what they're saying, it's not that smart. I'm not saying they're dumb. I'm saying some of the stuff they have. No, I mean, I think that they're they're
0: they're yeah. I mean, they're guilty of same thing that I think a lot of us are guilty of. Is like we got opinions. On stuff that we aren't qualified to have opinions yes. on. And they also have microphones and big yes. platforms. So, like, I don't think that the NBA players are any dumber than like the average Not at human. All. They're probably about the average intelligence, probably a little higher if you, yeah. like, if depending on how you measure intelligence, like what they do on the court. And the speed in which they process information, like if that's a version of intelligence, then they're smarter than most other people. But they do not apply that intelligence to uh, a lot of the areas that they have opinions on, which is fair. I mean, no one really does. But we all got thoughts on who to vote for and who not to vote for. You ain't read nothing about these people, mm-hmm. for your local elections. You're mm-hmm. going up and down that thing just like me. Yes, sir. I'm checking D's because yep. hey, maybe that seems about right. And so like, that's, that's the same thing with, with the athletes is, it's just that we, they also have the, the um, ecosystem around them that tells them that they are smart. And I think when you are hugely successful, like they are, which happens to a lot of hugely successful people, you think that you can do other things really well, because you did one thing really well. And most of the time, you're not like me, you can't do everything great, because there's only one me. (laughs) Right, Charlie?
2: That's right. And I would like to thank Waz for being here because my stance of questioning how smart Kyrie Irving was as the white dude on this podcast was not a great lane to be in, um, not one that I was very. Proud
0: oh, you're of. Jewish though, Charlie. You're Jewish. I, am, I mean, so and also, like, and, and so Waz, you you got free reign to, to you free reign to, to talk dirty about Kyrie.
2: <laughs> and the thing, okay, the thing about the Kyrie stuff, I, I shouldn't be laughing, but I think like I had heard of you know black Israelite theories and stuff before this stuff kind of came out. It was him <laughs> refusing to deny Holocaust denial. That's like a third rail issue, amongst yeah. other things for the Jewish community. So it's like really hard for it was really hard for me, who's not like a religious person, but is like culturally Jewish to not want everyone to pile up on on, on him and be like, this guy's, yeah. this guy's being
1: and, asshole. Um, and, and just and because him-
2: like, it, that, that's just the line for a ton of people.
1: Here's here's where I will, I don't want to defend Kyrie, but yeah, here's where yeah. I will say is these are cultural differences. Yeah, yeah. Because in the neighborhoods that I grew up in, Charlie, for people who yeah. haven't attended elite universities, aren't at elite institutions like ESPN, like Spotify, like all of these elite media institutions, the notion that maybe um six million Jews didn't die, that it was two million to where I'm from. There's a bunch of people who would be like, that doesn't seem that crazy that the number is disputed. I'm not saying that it's right. I'm not saying that it's wrong. I'm saying obviously it's wrong because it's not true. I'm saying where I'm from, nobody would bat an eye at what people refer to as Holocaust denialism, right? And so people see Kyrie, he's part of elite institutions where these are just given facts and they don't understand that in other corners of our lives in society, um, I could go to my the, block, my barbershop right now where I grew up at. Nobody would think that was some crazy notion. That's the no interesting
0: shit. thing about Kyrie is I, is I think that he went and found these places and people because yeah. his his success, and that's the, the, like, curious part that is, like, alluring about him. That is that it, curious
2: or impressionable, though?
0: No, so, no, I don't. I don't so I, I think it could be both, but I think the mm-hmm. curious part is he sought out this information. Is because this is not something that if you are an elite basketball player and you go to Duke and you're in the NBA by the time you're 19, you gotta go find these people. These aren't yeah. people that you know, like the to what um Wozni was saying. And so like the Holocaust denial stuff is not something that I remember a lot of from where I grew up, but I do remember a lot of like black culture comparing themselves to Jews. Mm-hmm. And 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 it was always like with a hint of reverence and anger, whereas it's mm-hmm. like, you see how they did it. This, how they did it. This, how we need to do it. Mm-hmm. And also then it's like, but they, they're white and they've used this pressure and they've stepped on it. Like it's, it's that stuff that like, that's the foundation of it where there's enough like concrete differences in like success and achievement and access and privilege that, it's something to grab onto. And then from that, I think what, what spirals into the more like dangerous and insidious things that Kyrie is a part of, but like, I I don't, I can't, I can't bat an eye and say that I haven't heard um, at least a hundred times. Somebody say like the Jews reinvest in their community. That's why. And it's like, and the way you hear it, it's like, it's saying a couple of things. Anyway, I'm sorry to ramble,
2: but so to, to your, to your point, I like, I never, you know, you grew up in, in a different time and you, you heard jokes that are like, would now be considered anti-Semitic yeah. I never thought of it because I didn't ever, ever think anyone telling those jokes growing up in DC was anti-Semitic. But I also never considered Jewish different than white until about six months ago. And, so, and it still is white, but you just yeah. sort of, you're like someone, you know, <laughs> you're white passing, but you didn't really, I didn't even yeah. like consider there being like cultural differences because I was only like. Born jewish religiously i never thought of it as anything other than just like oh you're just a generic white dude who lives normally i don't know i'm not doing a good job of explaining it no i
1: get exactly uh, what you're
0: saying i think i know what you
1: i know what you're saying 100 and again this is where i i feel um sympathetic to what dominique was trying to do on that episode in the sense that there's an ignorance in media amongst white people and don't even know what something like Nation of Islam or 5% of Nation or Rastafarianism comes out of. The culture tells you that the Blacks are dumb, lazy, desolate, poor, losers, X, Y, and Z. These fringe sort of religions, cultures, whatever you want to call them, the response to that when mainstream culture is saying that about Black people is like, no, Actually in Africa's we were ki- in Africa we were kings. Actually um the pyramids we 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 made the pyramids and the Greeks didn't invent the Pythagorean theorem. We did. That's how we did the pyramids. Actually black people are gods. Actually black people are the original man. Actually it's it's in response to something. Right. It doesn't I mean, it exist back, I, in it, a it goes back
0: um it's full circle to the begin what I started with at the beginning of this talking about how having this conversation with my daughter about our history stops at a certain point where other people's history don't doesn't. And that's like that all that stuff that you're saying, Wozni, is an attempt to fill in that and history. It.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: And and it's an attempt like me complaining that what black history is is a list of grievances and how we've overcome those grievances. Like the history that Wozni is talking about is a history that does not involve that. That that most other people have they can point back to uh, a. I don't know if it's most other people, but a lot of people have. They can point back to a country uh, and uh, a proud like lineage, whereas ours is exactly is much shorter. And I and I think that's what you see. And Kyrie has it. It motivates different pe- different things in different people. And for him, it like sent him down this path where it ends with like some hatred and and Holocaust denial, but the starting point for all that is something that I that's what I would want
1: people to, to like, that's the, that's the part of the conversation on Kyrie that doesn't happen because again, an ignorance in the media, right. Um, for instance, five percent, five percenters nation of Islam, there's literally in the doctrine that white people were grafted from pigs by an evil scientist on the greek island of patmos okay that is literal doctrine it's insane but on the other side of it again what how they draw people in is these black people who are looking for something to latch onto and it's telling you you are not what america tells you black people are that's the front end and it never gets discussed when talking about the crazy shit that Kyrie is tweeting and sharing, like there's something on the front end of that that's connected to our greater culture that nobody talks about. So, yeah, it's like, yo, Kyrie, like, you know, like when you talk about Jews or influential or rich or whatever, and mind you, if you're a black person, the worst thing you can call a black person is broke, 100%. So, like, this idea that saying somebody got paper and they're doing their thing is, like, anti-Semitic or it's fucked up or racist. It's like, yo, Kyrie, like, you got to understand, like, for hundreds of years, they got kicked out of France. They got kicked out of Spain. They got kicked out of here. They got kicked out of there. And this is similar rhetoric to what was used as a reason to kick them out, abuse these people, ultimately ending in a genocide. You got to actually break that down to Kyrie. Right. But if all he's doing is like trying to reclaim his blackness and trying to not even reclaim, reframe. Yeah, Yeah, reframe
0: it. I think that's the black reframe it in in a way that's um, separate from oppression, separate from the Mid-Atlantic slave trade, which is like that is our identity in this country is like it's the roots of it is the mid-Atlantic slave trade. Nothing before that uh, matters. And there's nothing we aren't defined in any other way other than in in opposition to white people and, and through a prism of how we exist in this society. And then I was doing reading this morning and just reading about like all the different ridiculous theories that have come out um, just to like disenfranchise people. So like after emancipation, uh, Black people were obviously like freed, so to speak. Enslaved people were freed, so to speak. They didn't have a place for work. They didn't have places to live. They didn't have access to health care. And then, of course, they struggle and die at a disproportionately high rate. And the argument that some politicians made in order to keep money or funding to go from helping them, the argument they made was they were that black people were um, inferior, that they they were inferior um, biologically and that this was a, a race that was deemed to go extinct and putting any money towards helping them is wasting money. And so then of course that perpetuates and compounds and it's like, all right, they're not going to live longer because you will not provide them access. You will not invest in them. And I don't know, it just-
1: I, I just wish that Kyrie- It's not easy a, to say,
0: a, we we kings.
1: Right, right. exactly. <laughs> that feels that a lot better. It. That's it. And again, I, I wish I, obviously I wish Kyrie had a more nuanced understanding of how our system perpetuates itself right and you know I tell black people all the time like we were kings in Africa okay so in Africa we did the subjugating like okay like that's somehow a better system I I, I don't I don't personally hold those beliefs right and I wish that you know Kyrie would get up there on a microphone and talk about the ideolo- ideological superstructure is built on top of the underlying Lying inequality and it's used to reinforce it. And this is why we have this and this is why we have that. He ain't gonna do that. He watching YouTube. <laughs> like this, this is just what it is, and it's fine, but I don't have to, I I don't have to defend it, but I also I'm not gonna, you know, I don't need to pile on. I just don't think it's very nuanced analysis. And
2: that that's what, like, that's the thing. It's like it's important to understand how he got there, but it's also Important not to just like excuse make for him when he veers into when he veers into like hate speech and his crazy shit. It's better to just be like, I don't really want to listen to you. I don't know why I'm listening to you as a thought leader on topic A, He's, B, and C.
1: He might right. <laughs> listen. his <laughs> The thing about the, the, the Kyrie articulation point, and, and, and you know, I just gotta say it again, if he's so smart and so good at communication, why does nobody ever know what he's saying? Like, why does, and, and, but nobody gets it.
0: Barnstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
3: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful slash df today to get 10 percent off your first month that's better help com slash df we all know breakfast is an important part of your day but
0: sometimes when you're traveling for business you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any you know what happens you grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely we've all been there All right, I'm I'm done with Kyrie. I yeah, yeah. you had you had some all-star game hot takes, Wozni,
1: generally. Yeah, I think, man, look being down there and understanding that like the reason why I'm able to have a good time um at in Salt Lake City for three straight days and nights is because it's a brand summit right it's a bunch of brands that want to be affiliated with the nba which produces legitimate celebrities in america hmm. all the people that want to be affiliated with the nba as far as actors and musicians etc um brands want to be a part of that uh and the weekend becomes about that And it's not about the product of NBA basketball. I do appreciate
0: the product, though. Like, I mean, it is all of that stuff falls away eventually if the product's bad, right? Isn't the exactly. product decor, That's
1: you, you just beat me to my beat uh. me to my punch. You running these guys through a myriad of brand appearances and this and glad handing and all of this. They get to the stadium three and a half hours before a game so that you could turn pre-game into an hour and a half so that TNT can sell pills <laughs> to people on commercial breaks. And finally they get to this game, damn near four hours later. And they're cooked. They spent the weekend going to Hennessy parties. They spent the weekend doing this. And, like, I get it. The NBA is, they, they, All Star is their most lucrative product. Every single brand partner wants to be a part of it. And so they mine All Star for parts and they sell it to the highest bidder. And I get it. It's a profit driver. And Adam Silver's job is to drive profits, but this is so short term in its focus and, like, People are going to love this league in the long term because we have a great product as a sport. And this is just not the way to do it. That shit on Sunday was nasty, Abominable. dude. Yeah. It was crazy. And that's my thing. It's like, focus on basketball, Adam Silver. Please make people love basketball for what it is and how great and beautiful of a product it is. And worry about satisfying these brand people at some other time. That's, that's it. That's my hot take.
0: Was it? So, like, I felt like last year it was better. So, it's – I don't know. It's, it 2020. Was,
2: 2020 was the great oh,
1: all-star game. It was 2020.
0: The, the, first,
2: the first Elam ending game when they actually tried in the fourth quarter. That was, like, the
3: last – know what it was.
0: You know what it was, Atlanta. Y'all take them to Cleveland and Salt Lake. You don't You don't get the top-notch performance if you take them out into these these nowhere towns that no one wants to go to. Um. Uh, in all seriousness, though, like, I – I respect the um, I don't know I appreciate was the painting a picture of what the weekends like for the players because I, I can't listen to people bash the players again like that nah. just bothers me is like assuming that the players are different to like frustrates me like they are responding they're reacting in a situation the way a normal person will react in the situation maybe you should figure out what in the situation you you need to change and not just say
2: like these players and even if these players are like is there a narrative of people bashing the players about that game I thought people were bashing silver in the league for for like creating such a Nah, people are killing the
1: players game. and I think there's something too a, a bit of player bashing um my, my man Amin said it he was like when you watch them off-season videos that Rico Hines runs they're playing plenty hard. There's no money involved. There's an injury risk. They're playing hard as hell at those pickup games, right? And so why do we have to treat all-star game like a layup? And again, just to say if on the side of the players, if all you do is hit corporate events in Gladhand for three straight days, all day and all night, at some point you get the message that this weekend isn't about that game.
3: Yeah.
0: And I mean, I think that, yeah, it's the culture of the league also, like most times people are not going to be like a class in a new situation and just be rebellious. Most people are going to go along with the culture that's already established. And the players are not the only people responsible for this culture. And I, I would say that uh, I think assuming that you can incentivize them financially to to act the way you want, that's probably a faulty assumption. But what you really need is the buy in of them to appreciate the value of it. And surrounding it with a bunch of other, like, ancillary events is not letting them know that what is important, the most important thing is the most important thing. So, yeah, I don't know what the final solution is. I'm just here to defend the players because I'm not going to listen to people talk bad about them and say that they're just selfish and it's back in my day. Nah. And, and, yeah. And it was, it, it was even not if you would the argue, same
1: thing. Yeah. It wasn't the same thing. Again, like, these guys had to be at the game three and a half hours before tip, okay? They do that weird – the draft is fine. I shouldn't call it weird. They do that draft – then they got to warm up again in order to play this game. And this is after, again, three straight days, all day, all night, <laughs> corporate events. And, and it's not like, oh, their own personal corporate events. NBA partners, league partners, meaning the players, uh, uh, ostensibly it's their partners too. That they're showing up to their events. Like, All-Star Weekend, if you're a player and you got to, to Salt Lake, say, Thursday evening, no, there's no version of that where somebody could say, yeah, you're here because you about to hoop on Sunday.
2: Can we just make it a one-on-one tournament that happens on Friday or Saturday through Sunday? And 20, you have the 24 players selected, top eight vote getters get a buy. We actually get to see guards play against big men and see who the best <laughs> player theoretically in the NBA is. Gave him a couple million dollar cash prize to the winner. Three. Wouldn't that solve all of this?
0: Well, you do th- three dribble um, to three.
2: Yeah, no No rebounds at the
0: end, mean, end of at the day in your shot. Yeah, I don't I mean, I don't out. know that. I don't know that solves all of it. I think it's, at the end of the day, it's better to have a game. Yes. like A real game with guys interacting. I think the, the who product to of
1: basketball should be sold to people. Yeah. And like, I, I, don't, I, like I don't understand why this is such a. Like, revolutionary idea, right? Um, Like, the product of basketball should be sold. Now, if you want to do a one-on-one, two-on-two, three-on-three that replaces Giannis's G League playing brother in the damn skill competition, I'm all for it. Um, (laughs) But you should be playing a game, you know?
0: I mean, I I shouldn't do this all the time, but I think I always kind of think about this, like, from an economic standpoint where it's about, like, incentives and – and, and how they align and it doesn't matter to the players financially how this year's all-star game does, you know, and like they try to change that in baseball where the winning team gets home field advantage to make it so like it matters to them. But what you're talking about, Wozni is selling the game to people. The The dividends from that is 10, 20 years from now, like exactly building a bigger audience. Yeah, And that's the difference between being labor and being, management or Mm -hmm. governors or ownership like there's the those interests don't align so there is no benefit for um a player to come in and play hard this weekend it's not gonna help his salary it's not gonna improve his team standing it's like the the reasonable rational thing to do is to not like uh engage in this way and like to bring up the offseason point like that you could argue that the incentives there is like we're not playing basketball right now i'm Mm -hmm. using this time to get better. You can't argue that that it's the same thing right now in the middle of the regular season. So I push back on you and Amin's point is like, I get it. Yeah, they play hard then, but they're not doing it just for kicks. Like they're doing it to stay in shape for their job. And right now, the best thing they can do for their bodies, the best thing they can do to perform at the job that we're paying them for and the job that they actually care about and winning the best thing they could do is chill out during All-Star Weekend. And there is some middle ground, not that they were overtaxing themselves in the past. There's some middle ground where we can get a good product. But how do you motivate them to get a good product when like, you understand that the, the rewards are not for a, a long time off and they won't probably reap them unless they're in their first or second year?
1: I think that'll be tough because especially this, this group of players, they, they, they got, the players got locked out in 2011, but the next time a contract was up, they didn't even bother with it. They were like, man, we got this new TV deal, money rolling in. Like we don't even need to talk. Right. And so they, they, these guys have just watched their salaries go up unaffected by the quote unquote market dynamics. Right. Like no matter how well your product performs, blah, blah, blah. Like, They're so insulated from market dynamics. Like, why are they to believe that anything would be changed in the future? I think the only argument is like, look, the reason why there is an audience and there's an infrastructure for the NBA um, as an entity to go out and and sell and license this product to these people that want to pay billions is because people showed up to All Star and did their thing. It's because people just put a beautiful product together to build that, and when it um before you and like the idea that you would just come after that and be like, I don't care what comes after this, um, I, I think that's a bad attitude to have.
0: All right, are we done? Got any more all star game discussion? Any other sports topics? I guess, lastly, uh, as Charlie, what so I haven't been watching a lot of basketball during football season. All-Star break is about to end. So, Charlie, my league past brother, what am I watching? How do I get caught up quickly? Like, I know the general themes. I feel like SGA, I need to go deep dive on SGA. Those are some games I need
2: to watch. What you got? For oh, yeah, me, he's awesome. Well, do you want the, the hipster pick or like the straight line? I can be ready for the playoffs. I need to know who's good pick.
0: Give me the hipster pick. I think I I mean I know I follow enough to know like the teams that have a championship chance. I know
2: those teams. Give me the hipster pick so I can get smart. In the in the West, if I'm giving you a basketball hipster pick, it's time to get rid of the caveat. Everyone has this caveat with Jokic where they go, uh, "Yeah, man, Jokic has the best stats, but Giannis is really the best player in the NBA."
1: Mm-hmm.
2: The interesting th- thing to monitor is if maybe three-time MVP maybe actually having the best team in the West. You could get you could be on the front wave of the take, not just the best stat. It's actually the best player. Mm-hmm. All right.
1: Yeah, I want to give you a semi hipster pick. I think you should be watching the Cavs. One, because I think Man. Darius Garland yep. is legitimately My guy. One of the most exciting players in the league. That he just doesn't have that sort of, you know, underground groundswell around what he does. But he's legit. He's box office and. You know, uh, Donovan Mitchell has played All Star starter level basketball, fringe MVP stuff. What they're doing with the two bigs is really cool to watch, and I legitimately think they have a chance to get out of the East. I don't; uh, they're not my pick. I think they have a chance though. Um, and in the West, oh, I got Cavs Nuggets tomorrow. Uh, yeah, yeah, that'll all right, be a great all right, game. All right, I'll be that'll watching yeah, a that great one. Great game. Um, in the West, yeah, I'm I'm kind of with Charlie. I picked the Nuggets before the season even started to go to the championship and win it. Mm. Um, I've been undeterred. I'm I'm not as impressed by what the Suns have as everybody else is. I think they're you know, top end talent is is there, but continuity-wise, I have questions about who how they'll defend anybody. Uh, just this idea that you incorporate somebody who's going to be now your number one option. Like that's not a thing you just do in twenty games and win a championship. And so uh, I, I'm not quite as impressed as everybody else is with the Suns. But yeah, get some Nuggets opinion. All right,
2: yeah, appreciate y'all. Also, your Eastern Conference pick was so much better than mine was. I love Darius Garland, probably my 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 favorite player to watch. He's in, in the East right now.
0: We're not we're not about to have this conversation when I'm not informed. I'll have Watson back on <laughs> after I watch yeah. some games and I can have an opinion, Charlie. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. All right, fellas, I appreciate
1: y'all. This is a good show. Much love. Good stuff, y'all.
0: All right. Thanks, Christina, Sarah, and Adi. This is the Dominique Foxworth Show.